I'm Walter Cronkite. I'd like you to hear something. They're radio ham, amateur, giving of their own time and spending their own money. CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Your volunteer-run station. They're just two average guys who saw the need and volunteer. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you. This is K-Star. You know, I think anniversaries are just wonderful, particularly ones like this, when a radio station celebrates another year of serving its public with entertainment and information. And so, to the staff and the management, I offer my sincere congratulations on a job well done. Domicilier chez ses parents 
Hi, everybody. Hyvää ilta. Bonsoir. And a very pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. It's time for Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's nice, nasty, and nostalgic campus community radio station, CEITR, your voice of the University of British Columbia, 101.9 FM. We broadcast an average of 1,800 watts from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest Allen campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland and the Hunkameen-speaking Coast Salish peoples. So from Lions Bay in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, west past Point Grey, and then dipping south across the Salish Sea, to all the ships and creatures in the water for friends over at CFUV representing the University of Victoria aren't overlapping since we do share the same frequency. Our signal then heads east past Langley, deep into at the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up through the sky and deep into space for as long as this planet and this station continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. And our signal dives down well into the underground. From where we come from, and from where all good things bubble up. Tons Optic subscribers can tune in to CITR on their television sets on channel 7023. At least that's the story in the Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else the internet takes you, find us on the web, www.citr.ca. There you will find an Exploding Head Movie Show page. And it contains track listings and downloads for this episode once the live broadcast is done. And then most of our archives going back nine of the 15 years we've been here. You'll also find a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music. And one of those two links we have brings the updated one. I'm not sure exactly what CITR and Apple Music are doing sometimes via Spreaker. But I think we have to resubmit something to Apple. Links are broken, but somehow it works. And if you get podcasts on Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, Geosave, and Stitcher, and various other services, those look to be working last I checked. Those are available for the times you can listen live for the Crystal Wireless or then the Shoutcast stream through the website. My name is Gak, and I'll be your Time Lord for the next two hours, so set the Wayback Machine a ways, and you should have received your complimentary newly regulatory sundial in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, well, if you're stuck in the shade, keeping cool that way, you're going to have to rely on some other way of timekeeping. Phone number for the station for those who are listening live is 604-822-2487. After the area code in T9, that's U-B-C-C-I-T-R. You can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name. On Instagram is myopic man, and on Mastodon it is 100-A-I-R-E at mass.to. The 100 air is no longer spelt out, but now you have to know the numbers. Hopefully you're doing well, either beating the heats or finding clean, unsmoky air to breathe in. Thankfully, what have I had for the month of June is finally starting to break up a bit. But, you know, the voice will still do its own little vocal things. And yes, bike rides are back in season, so of course, a little tiredness to be had. But... Everything is humming along nicely here at CITR World Headquarters, so the type of show we normally do is possible, although last week's kind of throwback to single device, occasional mixing, sit-down opportunity. 
it's a nice break and uh, it was a prelude to what's going to happen with the show and all the illusions thus far there's a throwback of sorts in the cards here we start off with Jane Birkin and the song Jane B off the infamous 1969 album Jane Birkin Serge Gainsbourg Jane Birkin born in one of the parts of London England a singer and actress modeled as well too appeared in films like 1966's blow up and kaleidoscope at the time married to the composer john barry but was on the set of the film slogan when birkin met the french singer songwriter gangsberg and thus began a charged artistic and romantic relationship that lasted throughout the 70s and she was known for her deadpan and melancholic style, becoming a figurehead for sophisticated French pop, a contrast to the bright and bubbly yay-yay. And of course, off of Jane Birkin and Serge Gainsbourg was scandalous songs like Je t'aime, moi non plus, which were banned on various radio stations for invoking salacious ideas. They had a kid together, Charlotte Gainsbourg, famous singer and actor on her own right. And last Jane Burke in the news broke yesterday. She was found dead in her Parisian home yesterday, July 16th at the age of 76. She had some medical problems for a while and a stroke a couple years back. We've profiled Gainsbourg in the past and heard a little bit of Burke in there in Exploding Head Movies episode 190 from November 2013. In the background, this is Vancouver's Mark E, and this is a single that came out on Bandcamp last year called Tides. We heard a little bit at the top of the hour from K-Star marking a radio anniversary from 1964, and this episode got caught in an eddy based on original plans since there's been some stuff I've had to take care of. May was complicated for some of my shows, and... The idea in May was that CITR was marking its 85th anniversary then, so we're playing a little bit of catch-up here. And one of the ideas I had harkens to something I've thought about in looking at past years and various events at that time, and uh, one of the ideas that gestated all this time with regards to an anniversary show was back in 2008, the show was known as Radio Free Gack. 2007 was sort of like an incubation period for the show. So consider this like an episode zero of that time. I mean, it's obviously still a two-hour thing. We still have the modern segments, but after some recent songs, we're kind of look back at the year 2007. And uh, we'll dig up some of the songs from that era. For a while, there was going to be like my favorites and then some other hits, but then I sort of pared it down to at least be a representative idea of what the songs and the genres are at the time were. And then this ties into another idea I've had for ages, which is looking, picking a year at random, looking at the Oscar-nominated scores, finding scores that somehow fell by the wayside, and looking at the winner. So we'll recap the 2007 Oscars in a way. So we'll hear selections from the film's Bobble, The Good German, Notes on a Scandal, and two scores we profiled recently, The Queen and Pan's Labyrinth. Maybe not that one as recently, but... Also touch upon some other film scores of that time. So, we'll see how it goes. I mean, 2007, I am not a nostalgic person by nature. At some point, I'm always going forward. I have definitely friends my age that have not changed the music they've listened to in 20, 30-odd years. 
And I'm always still like, well, what's new? What's this? Well, how's the dialogue going? But forcing myself to listen to music that year harkened back to a lot of memories because the basic gist was I was briefly in Vancouver. I spent six months in Tokyo and I had exposure to the Tokyo music scene there. They're collecting otaku and you know, finding all the music that you want and the bonus tracks that appear and then trying to look up things like city pop and all that nature. I'll tell you, the city pop will still wait for another episode because I am not sure what 2007 and city pop are like. And that Venn diagram looked pretty tiny. But otherwise, after Tokyo, there was a crazy European trip, reuniting with somebody and having that relationship fall apart, coming back to Vancouver, doing a job hunt, getting integrated with the radio station, seeing shows in town, meeting people. And then exposed to music that after about two years of travel, I could sit down and sort of absorb things for a while. So it became like a bit of a hearkening. Although the other thing that jumped out too is really the final year that I listened to albums, specifically Combat Discs, through entirely. Because my brain has now skipped around and done other stuff. So at least in about 20 minutes time, you'll know what we're going about to get into here. And... Uh, as a note as well, too, since we're in summer mode and things are busy elsewhere, this is going to be one of those lightly written shows, which then get padded, and then we play the memory game, which basically means I have to correct myself subsequently. But anyways, how about the new music side of things? Yes, because it is 2023 after all. This act formerly recorded under the alias of Neon Indian, but in the midst of pandemic, started working under his own name again, and that's Alan Palomo. And uh, there's an album coming out later this autumn that features sort of a different approach, since this will be the first time he's releasing a music not as Neon Indian. Uh, the album will be called World of Hassle. Two tracks have popped up so far, but this one's been bubbling around for a little bit, mostly because it has Vancouver's Mac DeMarco on it. And he had his own pandemic project, which involved a lot of acoustic songs and then a monstrous album of instrumental works. So picture that. But at the same time, too, this feels like a complete 80s throwback. And the video for this plays up the idea of old VGA PC games. So from the forthcoming album World of Hassle, here's Alan Palomo with guest Mac DeMarco. This will be Nudista Moonile 89. You're now listening to Exploding Him Movies live for the realms of Studio A, that radio station that leisures in its suit. As I told you, Larry, this is CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Let's go.
coming soon to Vancouver. Wand. Tuesday, July 18th at the Fox Cabaret with special guests, Pink Trash Can. Don't miss Wand's triumphant return to Vancouver. Tickets and more information can be found at timberconcerts.com. Standing tall, blood is blood is blood.
So we started with Alan Palomo with Duncan, British Columbia's Mac DeMarco. I mean, he was based here in Vancouver, but he started over on the island. Alan Palomo, Mac DeMarco with Nudista Mundial 89. Mac DeMarco's most recent album was called Five Easy Hot Dogs. It came out earlier this year, and that song will appear on Palomo's solo debut, World of Hassle. Then we heard... From Ontario via Switzerland, Lisa Conway, though she records as Al Con. Of her new album, this year is The Isolator. We heard Helma Tort. Behind me, new music from Colin Stetsonoff. This year's album, What We Were, That What Wept for the Sea. This is Riven. And the powerful circular breathing saxophone player made that album as a tribute to his dad. And we have profiled. Colin Stetson a couple times on the show here. I won't have episodes name, but he's recently provided score soundtracks for films like The Menu and Color Out of Space and TV series like Among the Stars. Fun stuff. We'll head to Toronto next via a queer Tagalog act, so playing Philippine instruments, and they're called Pantayo. They were in town recently. I think it was part of Jazz Fest. But uh, my notes right now apparently look involve staring at the sun, which means going blind trying to figure this all out. But uh, yes, played in town, playing some of the traditional instruments you associate of the Philippines, and they have a new album out. It is called Ang Pagdaloy, and uh, that translates from Tagalog as The Flow. If I was good, I would have picked up the translation for this song title in Tagalog as well. But again... Multitasking and blindness, because we're in that fun period when exploding head movies almost cooks its eyes in the sun when it looks a certain direction. But, you know, it's summer. We roll with what we can here. So here's Pantayo with Bacal Bote. Thank you. 
Current returns with three days of multidisciplinary and intersectional programming called Playfield with live performances, workshops, panels, and youth mentorships on July 21st to 23rd. Events are all ages and by donation in partnership with Intermediate, Vancouver Black Library, Chinatown Today, Currently Arts, and Chapel Sound. Check out Current Symposium for the full list of events in 2023 and to register. April March from last year's in Cinemarana was Stand in the Sun. April March is the alias of Eleanor Blake. And uh, she definitely has a yay yay vibe, especially if you remember the song Chick Habit. 
covered into English and popularized by Quentin Tarantino. But she definitely does her fair share of English material. She's also worked with French acts like Statlin, some more trip-hop type acts here. And in the background from Montreal, this is Da Kuhn. And off of... 2007 EP Mind Still. This is Lost. Dacun is the alias of Alex Dacunia. Most recent release goes back to 2015, where it's Dacun backwards, which is new cod. Just double all the vowels in doubt with what's going on there. So, yes, we'll get into the wild world of 2007 soon enough. As an interesting cultural touch point earlier today was announced that uh, an auction of one of the early prototypes of the iPhone version 1, which came out that year, was put up for auction. It sold for six digits. Of course, we think about how many of those devices have been published, have been produced, how many some of us have had, and then it's knockoffs. And of course, now we're looking at something which can be considered a collector's item. Still talk a little bit about 2023 here for at least one bit here, because last week, the 10 nominees for the Polaris Prize were announced. And this is tied to great independent Canadian releases of the past year. And uh, in 10 weeks' time, the Polaris Prize will be handed out, and that'll be on Tuesday, September 19th at Massey Hall in Toronto. So in contrast, the past years, the ceremony won't be happening live during Exploding Head Movies. We'll have to scramble to figure out who won. Nope, it'll be definitely well after, and I can anticipate it. But uh, hopefully, over the next 10 weeks, we can share the 10 acts that have been nominated, because it's been a strong year, and somehow the only I was only missing one act. So the list, if you have not have heard, it is I Sun. Sorry, Aysan Abi Watin. The act is, sorry, Aysan The act is Aysan The album is Watin. Then there's Begonia and the release Powder Blue. Daniel Caesar's album Never Enough. Multitudes by Feist. Debbie Friday with Good Luck. Gayants and Masquerade. Dan Mangan's album Being Somewhere. Colder Streams by the Sadies. Stiney Nova's Res Kids with their album I'm Good. HBU. And then... We'll hear a song off of this nominated album, Always, originally from Charlottetown, PEI, based in Toronto, though sounding like New Zealand circa 1987. Shoecase and Dream Bop, and yeah, Always put out their third album late last year called Blue Rev, and uh, it has been a highlight in many ways. So from the Polaris Prize nominated album Blue Rev, here's Always with Pomeranian Spinster.
Treasons Radio, this is Riff Raff. Every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. on 101.9 FM. Yes, yes, you and I rock with the best. 101.9 CITR Radio. Crimes and Treasons, this is your boy Just Blaze. Right now you're rocking with Jules Andre Brown, Rally Bells, Jamal Steels, and Horsepower. You know what it is, right? Yo, it's Iron Sue, man. I want to shout out Crimes and Treasons Radio, man. CITR 101.9, man. Turn up, turn up, turn up. This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7 on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
Off the groundbreaking 2000 compilation, After Dark. Kind of what put Italians do it better, the Portland label, on my radar. That was Chromatics. With Hands in the Dark. 2007's when uh, Chromatics kind of stabilized their lineup and brought to the mind the idea of kind of a cold Italo disco pop vibe. They put out the album Night Drive. They toured extensively. I remember one of the things they always did is on the last stop of a tour, they basically just threw all their merch on the stage and just grabbed what they could because they weren't going to bring it back. And of course, just that vibe with Ruth Radlett there, kind of 70s Ice Queen, and then Johnny Jewel playing a lot of the instruments there. Chromatic's final album is 2020's Faded Now. They broke up in 2021. Ruth Radlett is working on solo material. A good punch, punch, good chunk of the Italians do it. Better labels kind of falling apart, but other acts have stepped up. And yeah. There were three After Dark compilation albums, all hearkening to sophisticated times. And then, yeah, to me, it kind of locked in the idea of a sound of 2007. And behind me, this is the Orchestre Nationale de France, as conducted by Emmanuel Pahoud. And this is their version of Alexander Desplat's Q. Lust Caution. And this off a 2020 album called Airlines. Caution that Lust was uh, an espionage film directed by Ang Lee, based on a novella by Eileen Chang, set in Hong Kong in 1938 and Shanghai in 1942. And it starred Tony Leung, Tang Wei. Joan Chen, and a few others, and basically a spy story tied to the Imperial Japanese Army and the puppet government that was happening in Hong Kong at the time. So, um, we're actually listening to some more Alexander Desplat later on in the show because uh, he had a score nominated from 2006 that we'll talk about as part of the Oscars. But otherwise, yes, we are now firmly set in the time of 16 years ago. So yes, the proto-Radio Free Gek episode, as it were, although a lot of the shows of the first year I was on radio kind of highlighted these kind of sounds. And so yeah, definitely a post-punk vibe, and that extends to a bit of a new wave aspect that I heard a lot throughout. And this album, Out of England, by New Young Pony Club, definitely was a highlight. The album's called Fantastic Playroom. They put out two albums as bands before shortening down to a duo, and then they switched just to an acronym. They've been relatively quiet over the past 10 years, but I can definitely listen to this song. Appropriate for the summer as well, too, and be thrown back a bit. So here's New Young Pony Club with Ice Cream.
you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Ice cream man, ice cream man, uh, can I have this? I want this over here and a, a toast down by my father and give me this ice over here and vanilla cone. Thank you, ice cream man. Thank you. Thank you, ice cream man.
From Toronto, that was Dragonette. The original version of that song could be found on the 2007 debut Galore. But uh, that was a remix done by Van Shee. That was Dragonette with a Van Shee vocal mix of I Get Around. Dragonette is still around, although it is now paired just to Martina Sorbara. So it is a solo project. Uh, her husband, Dan Kurtz of the New Deal, left a couple years ago along with some other artists. So, But Dragonette still around. Last year put out an album called Twenties. Although the second T is missing, so it's not Twenties, it's Twenties. Van Shee was a Sydney Australian. Well, actually, they're still around. An electro-pop act with Matt Van Ski on bass, guitar, and vocals. Tomic Archer on drums and sequencer. Michael DeFrancesco on synth guitar. And Nicholas Rootledge on vocals and guitar. Formed in 2002, a staple of the Modular label. And most recent release is 2012's Idea of Happiness. That heavy industrial kind of sound is also associated with 2007 with a label now known as Bloghouse. Based on the past history of MP3 blogs popping up kind of like a more distributed MySpace where acts would post their you know post Electro Clash but riffing on acts like Justice specifically that Cross album that also came out in 2007 also Daft Punk of the era when they were full on robots and of course that monstrous pyramid tour so there were acts like Cut Copy, the presets, and this was like Diplo's heyday, but all tied to easy distribution so that you could be a band anywhere. Have it tied into maybe an aggregator like the Hype Machine, Elbows, or things of that nature. Or maybe it, you've got it posted somewhere on like blogs I used to keep track of, like Mass Hyperbole, DJ No DJ, just looking at a list, Disco Bell, Disco Delicious... La Blogotech, Idolator, I guess I'm floating. Names for some of you are just like, well, this is just like ghosted search data if I'm accidentally Googling or duck duck going something and not finding anything. But for a while there, there's a threat that MP3 blogs would become their own record labels. But iTunes came along, broke the game, Spotify came along, and then streaming just kicked in. But there's still vestiges of this old internet kicking around and of course nostalgia being what it is when it's not some old radio show kicking up the jams in 2007 some folks are still into it discovering it again or at least riffing on it so of course then change of pace here in the background this is another film score from a film that came out in 2007 this is Dario Marinelli from his Oscar winning score to the 2000 film 2007 film Atonement directed by Joe Wright featuring a very young Sharice Ronan and then other actors like James McAvoy Kara Knightley Juno Temple Benedict Cumberbatch pre-Sherlock an outstanding period piece and yes we actually did profile Marianelli's Oscar winning score Back in Radio Free GAC, episode 3 was nominated and 7 when it won. Marinelli is still active 
if you caught the Queen Elizabeth short film with Paddington Bear, he provided the music to that short. Also worked on films like A Boy Called Christmas recently. Uh, was a character, or a, he was a composer for the podcast character. And also worked on things like Bumblebee, one of the Pinocchios. And he'll be working on the upcoming film Wildwood. Now, babbling on so much here, but we do have a little bit of time. And we may have to loop this, because this is how this show tends to go. Oh, yeah, the old person running the show is named Gak, and the name of this old show is Exploding Head Movies. In honor of CITR's 85th anniversary, which was marked in May, and it's July. That's how life goes right now. Delayed plans. Somehow things are executed eventually. Anyways. Did I say I had time? Well, we're looping. Let's talk about some of the soundtracks available for purchase, download, or streaming this week. Though, do note, a good many of these may be out already, so do check with either your favorite record store or where you find your music online. And this list comes from the websites filmmusicreporter.com and soundtrack.net. Key qualifier I'm going to put around this is, as you may have seen in the entertainment world, the writers of films, TV shows, and other media uh, have been on strike for many a month with no promise of settlement soon, but the recent news in the past few days is the Screen Actors Guild have joined them, so a lot of entertainment production has shut down completely now. So, for a while there, there were scripts that were written that they could work off of, couldn't revise on the fly. Now, no one's acting in them, so. Um, what this means of the promotional circuit comes up is that, of course, there's new films still coming out, and there's big blockbuster kind of wave happening right now popular films so we'll see exactly how exploding enemies will tackle new films in the next little while since that would be a promotional thing in a way which would help the studios but of course i would also bring up the fact that there's a strike because in fairness for the people who contribute on screen and behind and with the words um you're not getting anything without that a lot of them aren't being paid that well. Even like the actors. I mean, everything we've discovered right now about the early Netflix series is like Orange is the New Black. Some of those actors had to have day jobs while they're working. They still have day jobs and they don't have benefits. And now studios want to digitize them for AI usage. And we won't even get into the script writing by computer yet. So anyways, I'll talk about the soundtracks that are available. One day I'll profile maybe some of these. We'll see when, how soon. Anyways, the two films everyone's talking about this week, their soundtracks are out this week. So Barbie, as done by Mark Ronson and Andrew White. Their score's coming out through Water Tower Music. The soundtrack, which features a wide array of songs and artists, is coming out through Atlantic Records. And when you're ready to get serious, well, Christopher Nolan's new film Oppenheimer is out. It's scored by Ludwig Göransson, and that score's coming out through Backlot Music. Elsewhere, the TV series based on a true story. It's called Based on a True Story. It's scored by Sherry Chung. It's coming out through Lakeshore Records. That label's also putting out Toon Yard's score for the TV series I'm a Virgo. Liquor Store Dreams is scored by Sal Gabriel. That will be independently released. Edmund Butt provides the score to the Miracle Club. That's out through Dubois Records. Mother's Day is scored by Zemilska. That's out through Netflix Music. The Marvel TV series Secret Invasion, Volume 1, covering scores episodes 1 through 3, is scored by Chris Bowers. It's out through Hollywood Records. Mark R. Poff's score to Spellers is independently released. And then 
the TV series Zoras, scored by Adrian Folks. That's coming out through Etrus Musica. On the re-release front, Armando Travaglioli's music from La Dolce Signore is coming out again through Universal Music Publishing Ricordi. Philip Sard's music from Le Fille Prefers coming out through BMG. Cliff Eidelman's original score to the Steve Martin film going back like 30 years, Leap of Faith. It's coming out through Paramount Music. And The Strings, escorted by Adrian Ellis and Tegan Johnston, is independently re-released. And those are merely some of your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. Going back to the idea of the world of 2007, Feist put out her third album then. Originally, she was goofing on things with peaches and proto-acts, but she ended up hooking up with a broken social scene, appeared on some of the musics from You Forgotten People going back now 20 years. 2004, her second album came out, Let It Die, which really propelled her within Canada. And then 2007, The Reminder came up and blew up everywhere. As mentioned earlier, Feist is nominated this year for a player's prize for her most recent album, this year's Multitudes, but we're going to go back to 2007 here. Awful reminder, here's Feist with Honey, Honey.
Listen, radio is an important means of communicating 3,000 years of habit in terms of diapering of babies. Well, please tell me more. Because radio reaches people, including those hard-to-get young people. Radio goes where they go and talks their language, recognizing the importance of contemporary sound. And the sounds are instantly recognizable as belonging to the in-groups currently on top of the charts. CITR, 101.9 FM, Vancouver. It's wild. You are listening to Exploding Head Movies on CITR, 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
From their soul release, a self-titled album from 2007, that was Vancouver's The Choir Practice with Red Fox. A big musical collector that formed in 2005, originally just as a way excuse to drink wine and sing with friends, featuring acts like Coco Culbertson of The Gay, Gail Larissa, at least at the point that Larissa Leuva was part of Piano, Ida Nilsson of Great Aunt Ida, Shane Turner of Love and Mathematics, and eventually the Shane Turner Overdrive, Jen Tchaikovsky, Chris Kelly, Scotty, host of the old CITR show, Scotty Scenic Drive. Great guy all around. Karen Bubis, Shira Bullstein of Blood Meridian, Sydney Vermont of Hello and Blue Roses, Naomi Nafam, Marcy Emery, Kurt Dahl of Limblifter, and a little band known as New Pornographers. Kristen Holiday, and then Olivia Federstenhoff, otherwise known as Fanshawe. She was the 2007 Shindig winner, which was at CITR's Battle of the Bands. Originally, she didn't even make the semis, but uh, band dropped out. She stepped in. Everyone thought Petroleum Byproducts was going to win, but nope. It was Fanshawe. So, I needed to at least make sure one Vancouver act was present as part of this 2000 set list. And it was a solid year for local music. I'd list all the bands, but I'm already looking. I'm really running out of time here. Yes. My name's Garrick, listening to Exploding Movies here on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. Broadcasting from Unsea of Musqueam Territory from the campus of the University of British Columbia. Looping again. This is Johnny Greenwood and the BBC's Concert Orchestra with the main theme from the 2007 film There Will Be Blood. Directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, marking his big jump away from a lot of what we associate as like group ensemble pieces and getting into definitely an auteur phase. And this is the film with Daniel Day-Lewis as Henry Plainview, an oil man based on Upton Sinclair's book, Oil. We profiled There Will Be Blood on the first ever episode of Radio Free Gack in January 2008. Although we did one a little bit better in Exploding Head Movies episode 108 from March 2012. Solid first score by Johnny Greenwood, but it was not eligible for an Oscar based on the then percentages of pre-existing music. It's now way lower. And Johnny Greenwood recently was nominated for an Oscar for his score to the 2021 film The Power of the Dog, as the New York accent kicks back in here. But, yes. Johnny Greenwood, most recent release, is a duet album with Dudu Tassa called Jarak Karabak, riffing on Middle Eastern themes. And Greenwood is part of the Radiohead side project with Tom York called The Smile. At some point, I need to dig up new music by them, but we'll stick in the year 2007 for the next little while. And it was a great year for Neo Soul. I did hope to actually get some Amy Winehouse for you, other acts than like Duffy and Angie Stone, but if there's one to think about, it's the late, great Sharon Jones, along with the Dap Kings, and this is the title track to a 2007 album through the Dap Tone label. Time frame of sorts. This will be 100 days, 100 nights. 
Festival is happening Sunday, August 6th at the Peony Amphitheater. Happy Land is an inclusive pride celebration with so much to do, including concerts and entertainment, with performances by Trixie Mattel, Pablo Vitar, Alaska, Slater, and Priyanka, hosted by Venus, and tickets include access to Playland. What's a happier way to celebrate pride than at Happy Land? Get your tickets now at happylandfest.ca. 
from Romania, specifically from Zetsipregini. That was Fanfare Chocaria, off their 2007 album Queens and Kings. That was Dush Dush, along with Mitsu and Florentina Sandu. Fanfare Chocarlia, 12-piece Romani Balkan brass band. Definitely rocking kind of that klezmer feel, along with that uh, Ukrainian, Slovakian, Russian, high-energy music, complex rhythms. Tons of fun little stuff that way. And that's definitely something I associate with 2007. You think about other acts like Gogo Berdello and their album Super Taranta. Taranta. And sort of that building up. And then you have other acts like Beirut, which definitely played it up, although definitely more from a Western culture. Also hearkening to that, in the background, this is Michael Dana from his score to the 2006 film Little Must Sunshine. This is Let's Go. Michael Dana, along with his brother Jeff, out of Toronto, have composed many a score, still active to the point I've lost track what they were up to. I'm running out of time also with this episode. <laughs> need to focus on what I have here. But we've talked about Michael Dana extensively for the show throughout the 15 years we've been on air. And Little Miss Sunshine was directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris. A tragic comic, didic, tragic comic road film about a family taking the youngest kid to appear in a beauty pageant. And a Rick James number drops there, which is fantastic. Also appearing in the film is Alan Arkin, and he won an Oscar for his performance in 2007 for his supporting role. One of the two awards that the film won out of four nominations, they also won Best Original Screenplay by Markle Arndt. Alan Arkin, when not uh, being a Gavin Walker lookalike, uh, grew up doing sketch comedy via Second City. He also had an early music career with folk acts like the Terriers and the Babysitters and appearing in early Calypso films in the 50s. But most of what know he was in Broadway, appeared in films like The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, Catch-22, The In-Laws, Glengarry Glen Ross, and Argo. And then TV shows like The Pentagon Papers, Bojack Horseman, and The Kaminsky Method. Alas, Alan Arkin died on June 29th this year at the age of 89 after a history of heart problems. Also appearing on the soundtrack to Little Miss Sunshine is this act out of Denver, which definitely plays up this entire Balkan aspect to it, and it's Devochka. So, once we hop away from their song till the end of time, we'll then get into the world of the 2007 Oscars to the year 2006. So 
Radio show. It's brewed fresh and served fresh at the peak of its flavor. If you're a tough customer, only the taste of this radio show will do. So go ahead. Let Dunkin' Donuts make your radio experience exquisite. Indeed. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, serving sweet treats from the pop underground. Thursdays, noon to one. Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right. I got to make it convincing. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What y'all doing tonight? <laughs> 
have I been sleeping? I've been so still, afraid of crumbling. Have I been careless? Dismissing all the distant rumblings. Take me where I am supposed to be. To comprehend the things that I can't see. Cause I need to move. I need to As a child, I danced like it was 1999. My dreams were wild. The promise of this new world would be mine. Now I am throwing off the carelessness of youth to listen to an inconvenient. Gavin Walker is going to bug me, but in 23 minutes time, he will entertain you once it's time for the jazz show here on CITR. We hear Melissa Etheridge with her Oscar winning song from the 2006 film, An Inconvenient Truth. We heard, I need to wake up. 
film was directed by Davis Guggenheim, a documentary tied to prior Vice President Al Gore's campaign to educate folks about global warming, as he did a slideshow presentation for years that caught people's attention. And of course, in 2006, we were already aware climate change was happening. Of course, it's super prescient now in 2023, as the planet is the hottest as it's ever been recorded and everyone's looking at fires or then droughts or then floods or then tornadoes in unsuspecting ways also from the film is what's uh, behind me here from the score to In- inconvenient truth this is a thousand slideshows and brooke is a toronto guitarist inventor and film music composer We've done scores in the past. I think Sugar was one of his, but he's also worked on films like Heat, Obino Alligator, Mission Impossible 2, Into the Wild, and most recently 2019's Giant Little Ones. An Inconvenient Truth won two Oscars, along with feature-length documentary. Melissa Etheridge wrote and performed that song. Born in Leavenworth, Kansas, she's had a... Hits after hits ever since her 1988 self-titled debut, tied her raspy voice along with her blues background. She's become a queer icon, a cancer survivor. Latest album is 2021's One Way Out. And recently announced is that she's heading to Broadway for a nine-week residency starting at September with a show called My Window. Otherwise, let's talk about those 2007 Oscars tied to the films of 2006. The other songs that were nominated that year was Randy Newman's song Our Town from the Pixar film Cars, and then three from Dreamgirls, back in the day when seemingly films could nominate as many songs as possible, and they had three of them. Listen, Love You I Do, and Patience. So I would imagine if I had done a show back then, I would have gone through the ringer trying to figure out how to cram everything in all at once and go from there the big winner of the 2007 oscars again for films in 2006 was scorsese's the departed although based on the hong kong trilogy infernal affairs it won four best picture best director best adapted screenplay and then best film editing and we'll quickly go through the five nominated scores saving the winner for the end we'll start with the spanish composer javier navarrete and his score from Pan's Labyrinth, directed and written by Guillermo del Toro, a fantasy horror set in 1944 Spain, so post-Spanish Civil War, mid-World War II, and full of wonderful horror imagery, including a figure who has no eyes until he puts his hands up to his face and they're in his palms. The film won three Oscars, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, and Best Makeup, and we profiled this score in the past in Exploding Head Movies Episode 90. November 2011. We had a special guest on that show. Here's one of the cues I did not play at the time. Here's Javier Navarrete from his Oscar-nominated score to 2006's Pan's Labyrinth. This is Three Trials.
Alexander Desplat. We kept it a little bit short there since we actually recently did music from that film recently. Joined there by the London Symphony Orchestra and from his score to the Queen. We heard the Queen of Hearts. Definitely different from what we heard earlier. A selection from Caution Lust. The Queen, directed by Stephen Frears. Based on the story of Queen Elizabeth II around the time of Princess Diana's death. Helen Mirren won a sole Oscar for that film as portraying the Queen. We did profile that in the past since it was last September where Queen Elizabeth II died. So Exploding Hand Movies episode 617 has more from that. The Splat was, I think that was his second nomination for an Oscar. He ended up winning two through his career. And most recently worked on the score to Wes Anderson's most recent film, Asteroid City. Which I do want to profile soon, but as I noted, the screenwriters and actors strike complicates things. So promotion for new feels kind of, feels kind of tentative. Well, there's a labor action underway. In the background, this is Philip Glass, and from his Oscar-nominated score to the 2006 film Notes on a Scandal, this is Good Girl. Films directed by Richard Eyre with Judy Dench and Kate Blanchett from an adaptation with Zoe Heller novel from 2003 about a lonely veteran teacher who uncovers a fellow teacher's affair with a student. Philip Glass has been a part of the modern classical scene for many a year. It's been a while since we actually profiled some of his music, although we sprinkled various bits throughout episodes, but the main focus was Exploding Head Movies episode 78 with The Fog of War, which I typoed as The Frog of War, which means I'm going to have some interesting search history to deal with. That was August 2011, so I'm overdue on another profile since he is still quite prolific. While we listen to more of Philip Glass's Oscar-nominated score from Notes on a Scandal, this will be It's Your Choice.
Thomas Newman from his Oscar nominated score from the good German. We heard the title track, and behind me, Jedem das Sen. The good German, directed by Steven Soderbergh, based on Joseph Cannon's 2001 novel about it. Kind of a neo noir involving post war Berlin, America, and rocket scientists. It starred George Clooney, Kate Blanchett, Toby Maguire. Black and white film riffing on 1940s film noir, and I do actually do want to get some proper film noir into your ears soon, but again, the summer looks kind of crazy. We'll figure it out. So yes, the four scores we just heard were nominated for an Oscar in 2007. What we're about to hear is about actually one. It's Gustavo Santolaja, his score from Babel. 2006 film directed by Alejandro González Inarito, a psychological drama with multi-narrative aspects set in Mexico, United States, Japan, and Morocco with Brad Pitt. Kate Blanchett for a trifecta for this year, Gael Garcia Bernal, and a host of others. It was the third film in Inarito's uh, trilogy tied to death. There's Amores Peros and 21 Grams. Santo Aja is Argentine composer and guitarist. Has worked extensively with Inarito in the past, and we profiled Santo Aja with the score to a 2005 film. I think it's 2005, 2004, sorry. The Motorcycle Diaries, and that's Exploding Head Movies episode 58, which some people really dig, even though that episode I remember was kind of an accident as it was being worked on. Let's get into the score. I'll talk about Ramon Santo Laja's recent work and how this was his second Oscar win. But uh, from Babel, his Oscar-winning score, Gustavo Santo Laja here, with Deportation slash Iguazu, referring to the waterfalls close to Argentina in Brazil.
from his Oscar-winning score to the 2006 film Babble. This is Gustavo Santoraja with Deportation. I'll speak a little bit over Guazu here before we get into tracks like Hiding It and The Blinding Sun. Something that would have been appropriate about an hour and a half ago when this show was done basically in the shadows, whenever possible. Santoraja doesn't really try to work with written music at all so a lot of it is improvisatory and he collaborates with others to help with orchestration Babel was nominated for seven Oscars in total but it only won one and that was for Santo Laja's score and as I noted Santo Laja this was his second Oscar because he won the year before in 2006 for the 2005 film Brokeback Mountain which is another film that is worthy of its own overdue profile You've heard a lot of Santo Aja recently since he worked on the HBO series The Last of Us because he did the work on the original video games that they're based off of. And yeah, fascinating player. It's great to hear that handpicked guitar. So yeah, hopefully that gives you a sense of what 2007 was like in a nutshell. A proto-radio free gag, totally premature exploding head movies type episode, but... We'll try to do this experiment again with another year. Maybe not tie it to an anniversary, even go even crazier. At some point, I did want to do 1938 in film, which was going to be crazy. I do have 1923 lined up and part of its you know 100th anniversary of that time. But we'll save those ambitious things for years that I could definitely connect with a little bit better. But yes, that's going to be it for Exploding Hamoos for this week. Coming up very soon, minutes away, it's the Jazz Show again, Walker. And he will take you to around midnight or so. Therefore, please stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. Next week, we'll stick with a nostalgia vein, but we're going to go kind of like 80s Valley Girl type comedy. Like Fast Times, Ridgemont High, maybe even Valley Girl itself. We'll see. And then we got to start looking at pre-records for some other travel, but there are ideas at hand here. And so let's close with some ambient music. Maybe it's a prelude for what may happen two weeks from now, maybe not six weeks from now. And it's from Austin's Star of the Lids, although both members are now between Brussels and L.A. So far, this is their final album, but there's still talk that they're together. Off of Stars of the Lid and their refinement of the decline, this will be Dopamine Clouds over Craven Cottage. So, yeah, I've been listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Please remember to keep cool. Stay shady. The weather's terrible. And yeah, don't get sick. There's a lot of pollen out there, and somehow I've not heard of anyone close to me catching COVID, but of course I'm actually getting overdue now for a sixth shot, so we'll see how it is. So yeah, take care. We'll see you in seven days. <laughs>